Satnam, I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. Happy Mother's Day. The meditative meaning of each moment is found in the compassion, not the comparison. And this is what we gain from our relationship with Mother. Mother gives birth to herself. Mother gives birth to another soul body through her body. And in that relationship, there is no comparison. There is just compassion because it is compassion that nourishes the young child. At seven years old, the milk teeth come out. And the adult teeth come in and that shifts the primary relationship from the mother, which is compassion, to the father, which is comparison. The father teaches the child to be its unique self. The mother teaches the child to be its inclusive self. And it's as an adult that you require the combination of those two, of being your compassionate, connected self, as well as your unique and individual self. Ones who are overly connected without any comparison lose themselves in every situation and blame the other for taking over. Those that are too comparison, too comparative and not connected are literally what the epidemic that we have on the planet in today's world. Because if I am comparing myself down to comparing myself, down to comparing, down to comparing, down to comparing, I am going to see every single difference there is between you and me. And if I stack those differences up strongly enough, you will threaten me no matter who you are. You will be a threat to me no matter who you are. And if you are a threat to me, I will try to take advantage of you before you can take advantage of me. And that's the bigotry. That's the xenophobia that we're experiencing in the world today. 
to condemn xenophobia and bigotry is like blowing on a raging forest fire. Blowing on a candle can blow it out, but blowing on a raging forest fire revs it up. So if we want to really rev up the disaster that is imposing and impending itself upon the world today, then we will be criticizing it. We will be making fun of it. We will be ridiculing it. And it will grow on that. It will absolutely consume that as fuel. And that's the lesson because lessons in the world of consciousness are not about the individuals. They're about the energetic movement. And the energetic movement in the world today is one of massive bigotry and xenophobia, like a storm coming over the planet. And if we try to single out individuals and blame them, then we will be consumed by the storm. It's the mythology of the Hydra. What happened when you cut off one of the heads of the Hydra? Ten more came back in its place. And that's a mythology that is common amongst many histories. So if we try to cut off a singular individual identity, it's like pruning a tree. When you prune a tree, it grows to survive. And so it loads itself up. And that's why if you want to get a tree to be bushier, <coughs> you prune it. That's what they do with fruit trees in the off season is they prune them so that they'll throw out more branches to hold more fruit. We learn compassion from the mother. And it's compassion that doesn't single out individuals, but recognizes in a sense of relaxation that it isn't the individual that is causing the storm. It is the individual that has been caught up in the storm. A very good friend of ours, a dear doctor, once said, blaming cholesterol for heart problems is like blaming firefighters for fires. Because every time you have a fire, you end up gathering a lot of firefighters. And so if you were to arrive just a little late to every fire, you would go, ah, there they are. Ah, there they are. And by association, you would determine that firefighters tend to always be around where there is fire. And therefore, they must be the cause. Blaming individuals that are caught up in the storms of energy for the source of the storm is the same. 
storms of energy tend to gather the individuals that are sympathetic to that energy. And that's one of the reasons why they call that half of the central nervous system the, the sympathetic nervous system. Because the sympathetic nervous system is the system that is going to protect your uniqueness. It's not going to recognize your sameness. It's going to be involved in comparison, not compassion. And so the sympathetic nervous system in its comparison is constantly comparing me to you, comparing me to you inside of me. And it goes on in what's called the subconscious, which means that I'm not aware that it's going on. But what the subconscious then does is it enters an opinion into my consciousness. And it's that opinion that I will act on. Oh, it's you. <laughs> Whatever the you is. And in that, oh, it's you, I arrive at a determination. What do you mean to me? And that's the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system, which is the cooling and the calming system, activated by left nostril breathing, is the one that doesn't compare you, it welcomes you. Like the mother welcomes the child. I mean, there's a reason why labor is so painful. Because when the child arrives, the labor is over and the, ch and the mother is so grateful that labor is over, she blames the child for the fact that labor is over. And I use blame as a kind of a double entendre. And in that blame of the child, you know, tongue-in-cheek blame of the child, what is it, oxytocin, uh -huh. is secreted into the system and that child is the best thing that ever happened on earth. And that's the compassion between you and mother. That compassion between you and mother opens a channel, a vibratory channel. And that's why it is said that there is nothing more powerful than the prayer of a mother. Because the prayer of the mother can travel through that channel that is opened via the compassion of that early moment in your life when you were the best thing on earth. That someone, the only person that was going to sustain your life, believed that you were the most important thing in life. Get back to that. And let your comparison be a part of that. Comparison is the yang to the compassionate yin. But get back to that channel between you and mother, because that channel goes back forever. You and mother, mother and grandmother, grandmother and great-grandmother, and on and on and on and on and on. And it opens up the core of the cells of your body, which is called the mitochondria. Every cell, every biological cell has a mitochondria. 
and the mitochondria only contains the DNA of the mother's side of the family. And so it's through the core of the cell that you connect to the matriarchy. Now, the patriarchy feels so left out of this situation that it stimulates men to act like aggressors, to try to control everything because they are so left out. They are so out of control, meaning out of the controlling mechanism. And so it's natural for men to be aggressive, and it was important for men to be aggressive, otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here in this moment, because we would have all died out in the Stone Age. Because while the, the women, the mothers of the world, were unable to fend for anything because they were tending to the offspring, the male was going out and conquering the wilderness. <laughs> and because there is no more wilderness to conquer, men now make it up. They make up wilderness. <laughs> it's just an echo from that old vibration that was important at that moment, but it is consciousness amongst men now that must get us to pay attention to the mother so that we bring back more of the compassion and less of the comparison because we're moving forward into a new age that will not survive if it's about comparison because there is so many people on the planet right now as by design that if we try to compare we are lost in the process and nothing else will happen. We will become fixated on a fanaticism, on a bigotry, on a xenophobia, and it will become our flag. Flags are some of the most destructive things. Can you imagine a little piece of fabric being so destructive? It's been destructive through religions, it's been destructive through nations, it's been destructive through cultural attitudes. It's a comparison mechanism. The flag establishes the territory, and the territory says, compare yourself to this, because this is the best. This is the best religion. This is the best nation. This is the best idea. Mm. That's comparison. That's patriarchy. And if you carry the flag of comparison, you're called a patriot. It's about obeying the masculine exclusively. Because if you were to obey the feminine, the matriarchy, bless you, you wouldn't take a life. You would understand life isn't to be taken. But that there is some other way <clears throat> to be like the mother, to 
embrace. Because what is war? War is coming out of labor and blaming the child for the labor, not the relief. That misses the most important moment. And that's the moment in which pregnancy becomes mothering. And it's compassion that is inclusive of that moment. And it's comparison that is exclusive of that moment. Excludes it. Because what we have here is we've got the cosmology, <clears throat> which is the path of your soul body through its incarnations, coming together at conception with genealogy, which is your physical form. And then at birth, it gets born into chronology, which is the journey in which the cosmos and the earth travel in your being. And you've got to be both. You've got to be both your earth and your, and your soul body, your earth body and your soul body. Otherwise, you will ignore your earth body and it will not be healthy or you will ignore your soul body and you will be a complete disruptor to life, which is what is happening in today. I mean, religion is not religion. Religion means to realize origin. It's a, it's a um, conjoined word. Realize origin, realize origin, realize origin. It was said enough over hundreds of years that it became real origin. Religion, religion. Just like responsibility has lost the ability to respond, which is what it is. The ability to respond is responsibility. Sacred comes from the sacral, which is sexual, and all sacredness is anti-sexuality. And then you, you, you start to realize that as we lose the string of our words, as we lose the etymology of our words, we lose the meaning of our communication. You are not your physical body only. You are using your physical body. How many people do you know that they're their car? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know people that are their car, right? You know, they, they like, huh. You know, like, they are their car. That's why my wife and I drive what we call already paid for cars. You know, we have an 84 Buick parked in the driveway. Can't pass a smog test, so we don't drive it. We got a 1999 Nissan that we bought from our son for a dollar when he moved to Seattle that we drive around, you know. It's like we're not our car. You know, it works, and it doesn't smoke up, you know. Once it starts smoking things up, then we'll, we'll donate it to something. But can you imagine? You're not your body. 
take care of your body, take care of your car. But it's not what you are. You're not even your soul body. Your soul body is driving your consciousness in your physical body. Soul body is like the electricity. Physical body is like the computer itself or your phone itself. And your consciousness are all the apps. And it's the consciousness that travels with you lifetime after lifetime. But if you want to have a balanced life, you will honor each component of your life. And every day is Mother's Day. Because every day is only possible because you had a mother that gave birth to you, that nurtured you, however it was done. If it was done poorly, you prospered from poor nourishing because you're a, what's called an in spite of child that the lessons that you needed to learn that you hadn't yet mastered in your incarnations required this kind of genealogy. And so no matter what your view of what she was like, she was sacred to your life, is sacred to your life. So there's in spite of and because of circumstances. And what you end up doing with that is that if you are involved in compassion, not comparison, you have a very healthy neck. You're willing to stick your neck out. Mm. All of these sayings have root in true meaning. Because in your neck, your devotions live. And your devotions are unprotected, which is what it means to stick your neck out. Even in gesture, if you want to do something, but you don't think you should, look at what happens to the neck. Ah! I am who I am. Well, maybe I'm not. <laughs> right? It's the neck that is working with this. You got your neck from your mother. And what is in that neck? Your thyroid and your parathyroid. Your parathyroid is what gives you your structure. And your thyroid is what metabolizes everything else which means it takes it in and processes it, either uses it or disposes of it. That's your neck, your throat chakra. And in metaphysics, that was physics, in metaphysics what happens is that the throat chakra is about understanding, which means to stand under, to support 
that which you're experiencing. So it's in compassion from the mother, not comparison from the father, that you can understand, you can stand under what you're experiencing and comprehend it. And it's in that comprehension that you gain greater compassion. And in that greater compassion, you arrive at a solution. Violence is only the frustration that is demonstrated from, I have no solution. I have no solution here, so let me crush it. Let me destroy it, because if I have no solution, it's threatening to me. mother. And all you have to do is a meditation like what we were doing at the beginning of class. You don't have to think about mom and all of her ways and means. You just have to connect to that which connected you. And that connects you through to mom, to grandmom, to great-grandmom, and on and on and on. And now you're connecting to mother, not just your mother. Because this physical body that you're occupying, if you stop complaining about whatever and start obtaining what it actually is and the values that it actually has, wow, it's going to assist you in performing what you came here to perform. I mean, there are things about my physical body that I can remember as a child. I was, you know, like, I didn't like this, and I didn't like that, and I didn't do that, you know. And I'm thinking now, like, wow, that was a lot of wasted seconds. Because <laughs> not one of those dislikes changed anything except my ability to engage the time. I was engaging an attitude, an opinion, rather than the experience of the moment. So if you have that opportunity now in your life to go away from, to move away from all of those things, eh, eh, uh you know, all of whatever that means in your world, then you can get to a place where you are literally, compassionately absorbing life and count on your system. It's a system of trust that you will use that which is nourishing and dispose of that which is carrying. Because all waste is just the character, just the carrier, added an incorrect T, just the, all waste is just the carrier, almost did it again. All waste is just the carrier of nutrient. And debris is waste that you've hung on to. And if you hang on to enough debris, if you hang on to enough waste, you pile up with debris, whether it's psychological debris, emotional debris, physical debris. And you need to get back to the way you were when mom gave birth to you. 
which was debris-free. Because when you are debris-free, you are innocent. And when you are innocent, everything gets taken care of for you. Right now, you're listening to Yogi Bhajan's lecture. As much of it as I can remember. In the way that I deliver. Which is influenced by the way that he would deliver. Sometimes in public, sometimes in private. But I guarantee you, if somebody came along and laid down right in front of me a newborn baby and walked away, nobody would be listening to me. That newborn baby would capture all of your attention. doesn't matter what I'm talking. I could be up here eating fire, snapping my fingers, <laughs> starting fire, showing you how to walk on water. You wouldn't give a damn. You'd be concerned about that newborn baby. That is the power of innocence. And it's innocence that is between you and your mother. And if you can meditate on mother, you will absorb and reconstitute that innocence. And just like is said, the shine is not placed on the metal. The shine is brought out from the metal. The innocence is not something that you bring from the outside. The innocence is something that you recall from the inside. And in as much innocence as you can demonstrate, the things that you want to achieve, you shall achieve. The places you want to go, you shall go. The people you are to meet, you shall meet. That which you are to say shall come to your lips. And that which you are to achieve shall be done. Prayer of the Buddha. The mother's prayer. The innocence that takes care of everything. And that is Mother's Day. Every day. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success. And it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day. And then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files, which are guided 11-minute meditations, which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. 
Satnam.